Welcome to Simple Truth Love, a place where we talk about self-leadership, self-care, and self-love. With the hope that our self-help conversations might inspire you to look at fundamental well-being practices. Here, we'll dissect powerful words and explore how those words can enable or disable us from being our best selves. And contemplate things together that make us be the best we can be. I'm Rochelle Doyle. I'm Cindy Bradshaw. And in today's podcast, we are talking about launching into the year 2021. What one word would you like to have as your theme in the new year? Mine is launch. Launch. So tell me a little bit about why you chose to have launch as your word for this year. I chose launch because I feel like there's a lot in my life that I've just put on pause and I'm just ready to go for it. Whatever that means. If it's scary, I need to just do it. If I'm not sure what it will look like or if it'll be good, I need to just do it anyway. I think I want to take it back a step and pose a question. When did you first start picking a word that would help theme your upcoming year? Hmm. About five years ago, I have a friend that does something called One Little Word. You have a theme for the year and you journal about it. They even sell like necklaces with that word on it. And you just remind yourself of that word all year long. And she shared that with me and I find it really useful. And I'm appreciative because I've adopted the same habit and I really enjoy being able to have something to reflect on, something to meditate on, and something to help guide me in intentionality. So what was your word last year? Simplicity. Ooh. Have you found there to be yin and yangs in your years? Yes, for sure. Is a huge difference. The the year before it was in joy. I want to say the first year that you would encourage me to try this, I think I picked boundaries. And then after going inward building the shell of protection that I felt like I needed around my life. The next year, the word I picked was growth, which was kind of interesting to me to see my own self kind of go through valleys and then go through mountains. What is it that I'm doing? Do I want to go downhill and take it a little bit easier or do I need to go uphill and strive a little bit more? Absolutely. And I think last year having simplicity be my word, I really was in this place of meditation, like not wanting to move anything forward because I needed to like really think about it and keep things as simple as possible and not put any pressures on myself to like move anything forward when it wasn't ready was all the thoughts that I had. And so it's interesting that this year the word is launched. So I think definitely mountains and valleys are useful really. So what about you? I picked the word faith for the year. I keep trying to figure out why. I feel like it just came to me and I went with it. There's a lot of reasons that I can apply that. I want a stronger relationship with God. I'm a Christian. And so I desire a stronger relationship. I noticed that a lot of people in my life are able to really be knowledgeable of the Bible. And that helps in prayer to know who and how to call on certain scriptures and improve your relationship with God. I also want to have faith that this is all happening for some reason, that I have a true purpose in the world, even when I don't understand it. I think last year was a prime example of having to remind myself of that constantly. And I'd like to build up that faith a little bit more. And I almost wonder if 
what I need to practice in faith is just having faith that that was a fine word because <laughs> it's only been a month and I've already thought, well, should it have been intentionality? Should it have been drive? Should it have been purpose? Like what could I have chosen better? But I keep going back to, you know what? You're sticking with faith because at the end of the day, I don't think that I'll regret that. At the end of the day, that's having faith. Right. Right. (laughs) So it's kind of like exercising that muscle that you're thinking about. How do I bring faith into every action I do this year? Usually I take the word and then I take my little pie chart of areas that I want things to be in my life. You know, whether it's my spirituality, my relationships, my career, my emotional well-being, my physical well-being, my finances, wherever I need it in that pie chart of life. And I start to work towards goals. What does it look like to have faith in this? But a lot of it is just dreaming or, or just praying. And it could be meditating that my mind is only able to think of a finite number of solutions. And there are infinite things that can happen in this world that I don't know about. And I want to have faith that there's something else going on that's going to lead me to a meaningful, fantastic life. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. So what would you like for your biggest triumph to be in this coming year? So I am completing a book this year, and that is going to be the triumph. I've wanted to write a book for a really long time. And I meant to tell you this today. I had this like really cool memory today and it just made me so excited because I went to see a psychic years ago and the only thing she said to me is that I was going to write a really sunny children's book. That was going to be amazing. That's what she told me. And I've always thought, hmm, I never really saw myself writing a children's book. And I kind of had that in the back of my mind the whole time and wanted to like investigate, like I should write a children's book. Maybe I'm supposed to write a children's book. But I realized today that the book that I'm writing is about parenting and it's about children. So it it made me really excited because it feels right. It was Mm -hmm. maybe a children's book in a way that I didn't interpret. Right. I think that's really cool. That is mine. What about you? I think it's just building on from faith. I want to feel clear on what I want out of life and feel like I'm on the path to get there, which I think is a part of just picking something, which both you and I have difficulties doing, but there's so much to do in life. And I feel conflicted on what it is that I want to be my thing. And maybe that means I don't have to pick a thing, but I was listening to something earlier today and It was this guy talking about all these companies and he's naming off Wells Fargo. His name was such and such Wells and such and such Fargo. Kraft, that was a last name. Johnson and Johnson, those were last names. Welch, that was a last name. He goes through the gamut and he's naming and he's like, these are people's legacies. So while it is that you're worried about buying a car, taking your money from Wells Fargo to go to Chrysler to buy a car to keep up with the Joneses, what you've really done is you're supporting these last names, Wells Fargo and Chrysler. So what is it that you're doing as your legacy for your family, for your children? Who is it that you are in terms of your last name, not just your first name? And I thought it was such an interesting thing to marinate on for a little bit. Like, what is it that I would like my quote unquote legacy to be? 
And I think it's this, it's these moments of conversation and interaction that improve self-being. Definitely. That's interesting because last year on my vision board, it had a, it had the words that said, what do you want your legacy to be? And so it was something that I saw every day in the morning. Like when I got ready, I put it by the mirror in my bathroom. So it's kind of in the same vein of what do you want to leave when you go for your family name for whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was interesting. And it's definitely um, being able to leave Something that I'm really passionate about is like talking about self-love, self-leadership, self-care. So why not do that and be able to like leave it, whether it's somebody comes upon it and it's one person that it affects their life or it's a thousand people. It doesn't matter. It's like the Mary Oliver. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with this one wild and precious life? I mean, what could you spend hours doing? Well, I love to spend hours like researching this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that gives you a clue into what you should be doing for your legacy. And the other thing that I would like to be a triumph in this year is I'm going to go somewhere so bad. Do you remember going places? I know. (laughs) It seems like such a faint memory. (laughs) Yes. I want to go places. I want to have adventures. And I'm still going to do it regardless of COVID-19. I mean, if maybe we could just drive and take a road trip or something this summer, like, why not? Yeah. If you can't travel internationally or anything. uh, Yeah. I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. We will see. We will see. That's all you can do. Yeah. (laughs) So what advice would you like to give yourself in this coming year? I put live, do things now and take risks. Mm Mm-hmm in concert with my, my theme of the year launching, I need to stop fretting over things or worrying about things being right or wrong, or is this the right timing or that the right timing? I just need to do it. I carried a piece of that in. I want to have fun. I don't want to lose fun. And for me, I also want to make sure that I'm diligent. Again, I do this to myself. I've got a lot of projects that I'm juggling. And sometimes I just catch myself like flopping on the couch and giving up, but I, I enjoy what it is that I'm doing. And I forget sometimes that I like what it is that I'm doing, but I signed up for a beekeeping class and I approached it with such dread because it was like, Oh, four hours on zoom. Why do I do this? And I had so much fun learning because it's what I like to do. So my brain sets myself up for these things, but then I go through these lazy kind of moments of dread and I suppose that this year I'd like to just make sure that I stay diligent in doing things that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, dry January. Versus have to yeah. do and enjoy. Exactly. Because I think that what might happen at the end of a lot of days is I would have a glass of wine and then I would just be completely couch ridden for the rest of the night. But not having that has opened up a space for me to remember that there's other activities than just couch surfing. Reading a book, also couch surfing, but a different kind. Well, it's, are you going to be like the badass and just go for it and do this? Or are you going to like Chuck Perfect and say, give yourself a break? And you need to really contemplate which one's going to make you feel better. And maybe, maybe Chucking Perfect and saying, you know, pajamas and the couch surfing is what I'm doing today. And that's really like my truth and what I need to do for myself. That's okay too. Mm -hmm. can't always like be the badass and keep going. But some days you need to push yourself to be that badass because it's more comfortable on the couch. Yeah. So what efforts are you planning to improve your financial results in the coming year? That's kind of a weird question. So 
I put simplify and diversify. Ooh. Because I am trying to look at work as diversifying my talents and not being attached to one job or one thing. Because it goes back to self-care and joy and living a meaningful, purposeful life. What's hard for me right now is that if we want to just take a four-day weekend, we can't do that really, like without it being a big deal for my job and putting all these things into place. So I want to have the freedom to be able to do that. And yeah, if I diversify and have projects, I might not be able to just take off and go either, but I'm more in charge of my own where I'm not always in control of that with my current situation. So I do want to be able to plan vacations or plan things into my life that work for me and not necessarily for a company. I was listening to something that was talking about the factors that go into what your career choices are. And it's hard. And I don't know why it's hard. I think that could be its whole therapy lesson. But it's really hard to imagine making a decision based on happiness outside of financial stability for me right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's because of age, because I'm single, because ethnicity and just what I was raised to believe, like what my core values were that were taught to me. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like what I want, but I cannot imagine. They were talking about basically having faith and how people are living a life that isn't their purpose because they're basing it on a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And if that's not what your calling is and you're in the long term blocking your blessings because you're doing something chasing money. And I thought, I am not that strong. There are a lot of factors in it. And, you know, I have a husband that works. So I have more of a safety net under me. Right. So it's like, I don't know if you've ever read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but people that have safety nets under them take more risks Mm -hmm. than the people who don't. Mm -hmm. And that makes so much sense because, uh, you know, if you're only relying on yourself, you have to make choices that, you know, you can pay your rent every month and things like that. You don't have anyone to fall back on as much. It's true. There was a, a parent at Waldorf and we were talking one day. And she was talking about why she'd chosen Waldorf education for her son. And she said, I believe in Waldorf education. And she said, also, I know my son's going to be fine. We are wealthy. He is a white male. He's not going to face many of the problems in the world that people face. So we can take this risk and do something a little bit more eccentric with his education Mm -hmm. because he's going to be fine no matter what. And I thought, what an interesting knowledge of self because a lot of people live their life and sort of proselytize the way that they're doing it is the way that everybody else should do it. And she had such an incredible awareness to be able to say, no, 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 no. This might not be for every single person. I can do it because I've built my life up or, or because of whatever situation is happening, my son is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. This isn't something for everybody. Yeah. Who are you as a person? Does that play into it? I mean, it does. Mm-hmm. Like what she was saying, he's going to be fine no matter what. He's always going to have, just like I was saying with a safety net, if you feel you always have a safety net, like somebody's going to bail you out if you ever are without money, then you're going to be more of a risk taker than somebody who knows that if they don't make that next dime, they're not going to have anything. Like there's no one else there that they feel is going to be there to bail them out. I mean, that's just reality for people. So 
Well, you know, I wonder if there's a way, though, that if you don't have that full safety net, that you can take baby risks. If there's not situations or things that you can do to create some sort of, let me take a little leap of faith. Well, that's faith right there, is that you have to say, if this doesn't work out for me, I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to find another job or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's all about having faith. I think if you don't have the net, the obvious net makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But there's still a lot of people that don't have nets that take chances every day. And really, if you look at all the people who have done really great things, most of them have failed multiple times before they did that really great thing. Anyone can do it. And I think everyone should be encouraged to do it. I'm just saying that like socioeconomics, like you were saying, race, those things play a big part into if you feel like you can take risks or not Mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. Some people are just set up much better for taking risks because they are going to be okay no matter what. (laughs) I'd say too, that in this moment, we're taking a risk, right? As far as putting all of our extra time into creating this podcast. And you and I have two very different bottom line situations, but it's not a huge risk for me. I haven't quit my job. I'm not going to do that until I can pay the rent, but it's still an investment of time. It's still a risk in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I think that people have the opportunity to maybe, yes, there's the leap of faith as far as throwing the whole baby out with the bathwater and just free falling. And that's something that's fantastic to do. But if you're not there yet, there's other ways that you can create jumps for yourself where you're practicing taking risks so that maybe when the right opportunity comes along, A, either you're prepared and ready to fully submerge or you're more set up because you've been taking little risks along the way. Yeah, totally. Anyone can take risks. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you have a net or not, but it may be harder for some people than it is for other people. But the bottom line is you if your self-talk is like, you can't do this, you're going to fail, and then you probably will. If you practice, you get kind of used to these little triumphs, and then you're more willing to keep going. Yeah. What's the next question? What would you be most happy about completing this new year? I put a new work situation. <laughs> Good for you. What would I be most happy about completing this coming year? I don't know. <laughs> I've got two that I feel like are sort of taking the easy road, my master's degree, but I feel like I'm going to do that. God willing. Rochelle, that's amazing though. It it is amazing. And working full time, like, and you have a stressful job that takes a lot of your time and you did a master's program. That's like a huge triumph. So maybe it's okay to just like be okay with that. Yeah. Well, I also want to see some episodes of our podcast put up somewhere. Mm-hmm. However that looks, I would feel really good if that happened. It will. We're launching. We are launching. Yes, we are I'm launching. I want to grab onto your launch. What major indulgence are you willing to experience this coming year? I put travel. I put travel. Like, <laughs> that's an easy one. Like normally that would be totally doable. But in COVID-19, that's going to be it's like a indulgence. big <laughs> It's totally yes. an indulgence. I have to see things and be other places. I'm very tired being at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of blessings to being at home, but I'm ready to get myself out there. And I know it's like an indulgence, but I definitely want to go back to the Marival spa and mm-hmm. just 
be pampered and I don't care how much it costs, like kind of thing. I said travel outside of the country, but almost anywhere anyways. Really, the indulgent part to me would be being able to get outside of our country and see another culture and go dance and eat foods off the street and I don't know what else. And I don't know if that's possible, but to me, that would be something that would be really, really special. 